and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today in the studio, we are once again joined by our county attorney, Adam Kinsman. Welcome, Adam. Welcome. You say, uh, once again, like I'm coming here all the time. Well, you have been here once before. And it was a, it was a good experience. It was. So I came back. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Well, I think before we get into the meat of the matter, I have an important question to ask you that I've been asking some other people that you have not had the opportunity to answer mm-hmm. yet. Okay. And that involves your zombie team. So, because that's really what's important. Zombies are coming to James City County. Who's on your zombie team? You can have three people, plus you. I decline to uh, answer that. I plead the fifth. <laughs> you can't do that. I, oh, I can do it. So you're not even going to answer it? Well, aren't I supposed to say nice things like uh, one of them is going to be my wife, and then my mom and my dad? Okay, so that's your nice zombie team. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's pretend that you have a B team for zombies mm-hmm. who's on your b team i'll take you of course yeah because the, the questions get easier from there um <laughs> and i'm good with myself and some weaponry oh okay yeah, I'm, I'm gonna believe in myself renee oh. <laughs> all right okay well here we go are you ready <laughs> yes ma'am okay um back in november the board went over their legislative agenda and i thought it would be helpful if we had you come in And explain to our listeners what the legislative agenda is. I know that the General Assembly starts up in January. How does that affect the county? So I'm going to let you just roll with it. Oh, I'll I'll have you uh, make me uh, answer some questions, but I'll start off a little bit. Um, So we do this every year, and it is the legislative agenda that is uh, the Board of Supervisors. It's developed over the entire year, and it comes from questions from staff, from problems that folks in my office have noticed and from requests from the Board of Supervisors. So some background, there's the Virginia Code, which gets bigger and bigger every year. Mm -hmm. And that contains the complete and total list of the things that we're allowed to do. Okay. And so every now and then someone will come up with a nuance or a new thing that we would like to be allowed to do. So we have to go and ask the General Assembly for permission. And why do we have to ask the General Assembly for permission? Because we're a Dillon rule state, so we only have those powers that are exclusively or expressly granted to us and those that are necessarily implied from the express grant of power. So if I can't find it in the Virginia Code, then I will tell the board that power doesn't exist and we need to ask for permission to add it to the code so that we can then do it. Are cities impacted by the Dillon rule as well? They are. They typically have greater uh, powers granted to them in the Virginia Code than do counties. Okay. Um, Their powers are are often very, very different. Again, probably more expansive, but with that comes uh, greater liabilities as well. Okay. All right. So what's on our legislative agenda? This year we have a return of uh, a request to allow us to regulate inoperative vehicles in a particular way. Okay. Okay. In general, all localities in Virginia can declare a vehicle inoperative if it has neither a invalid, I'm going to try to get all these words right, it's neither a valid license plate nor a valid state inspection sticker. Okay. So if both of those are out of date, then a locality can say that that's an inoperative vehicle. Okay. And why would a locality want to do that? Uh, a lot of times, in especially in James City County, we have our non-HOA neighborhoods. Okay. And we've been getting a number of zoning complaints for cars that sit out front. Mm. And what's happening with those is they don't have an HOA that can take care of it. And so they call upon the county and they say, this 
junk car has been mm-hmm. sitting out front for a while, do something about it. Okay. So we'll send zoning folks out there, and then under the current rule, they have the vehicle has to have uh, an invalid license plate and an invalid state inspection sticker before we can do anything about it. Okay. Okay. And so this will change it, so it's one of one or the other. Correct. There's okay. a there's a list of localities in the code. 20 actually that can regulate in on an either or okay so it has either an invalid license plate or an invalid state inspection sticker you may declare it to be inoperative that list of 20 localities hasn't been changed in probably 10 years okay so we tried for two years uh, so that would be the 2018 general assembly and the 2017 general assembly to make us the 21st locality Mm -hmm. and uh, both of those failed so we're trying something different this year. Okay. James City County is one of three localities in Virginia, three counties in Virginia that has a charter. Okay. So we are going for a charter amendment and that would give us specific a specific legislation that applies only to James City County and I'm asking to put it in there rather than the Virginia code. Okay. So All right. Be a little innovative with it this year. Now, something that you and I have talked about before we started recording I am going to ask you to come back midterm when the I hit my microphone when the things cross in between the Senate and the General Assembly mm-hmm. when that goes back and forth and then also at the end so you can give us updates on all of these things and let us know how it goes. Sure, one of the big um, jobs that I do during the first few months of the year is track I try to track all of the legislation that has to do with localities as well as our specific legislation, if any of that is picked up. Okay. All right, good. um, So that's the first one on our list. We have a number of them this year. We have three more that deal mostly with what to do with a developer or a development that is partially complete, but not completely finished. Okay. Whenever anything is done, a subdivision, a public improvement in James City County, we require that that be bonded. Uh, So that's a, a surety that's held by the county and an amount of money that we think it's going to take, at least at that time, to complete the development. Okay. Unfortunately, we've had several uh, in the recent past that have not been completed, and it appeared that the developer was not going to complete them. Oh, okay. So the county called upon the surety and has gone in, stepped in, and asked that the bank, the surety, the county, whichever the situation may be, finish up what's left over. As we've done that, we've noticed that there's some things that could be done better in the Virginia Code to better protect the county's financial interests because it does cost us administratively, time-wise, whatnot to go in there and finish it. We're just, we're not developers. We're not set up that way. Right. It's difficult. What's well, an example of something that would be unfinished? Top code of roadways is really the most okay. common. A developer will go in for a development and put your base coat of asphalt on there knowing that VDOT won't take a ruined top coat. So what you want to do is you put your base coat down, let all the construction trucks go in there, finish building up all the houses. And when everything's done, you put that top layer on, sort of like a top layer of cake. And that way, no one's going to mess it up before you go to, to the Virginia Department of Transportation and say, please take this into the system. Okay. That way they're looking at a nice clean coat. That's also the time when all of the houses are sold and you've got to go back to a developer and say, well, even though you're not going to get any more profit out of this community, will you please come and finish up the cost of that top coat? And mm. we've had problems with that in the recent past. So we've finished that coat or requested that be done in at least three neighborhoods, might okay. be four. And can you, off the top of your head, give a ballpark on how much that costs the county? I can't. be At least so far, we haven't had to pay for it. Okay, um, good. But it has cost us for administrative time, 
Uh, we did in one case hire an outside engineer to watch the process. We, we just didn't have staff to do that. And that cost us a little bit of money. We've not actually paid for the asphalt itself. Okay. Okay. Good. So that's what the bulk of the next three uh, on our legislative agenda were for asking for additional ability to say, instead of having 10% administrative costs, let's have 25. Okay. Uh, and that way we would be able to draw from a, a little deeper well if we need to hire somebody to help out. Okay. Following those, we have three more and those all dealt with stray dogs basically we're having some issues in parts of the county where we have urbanized development that's butting up against rural development and in some of the rural developments we've we've had the ability to they have the ability to allow dogs to roam it's just you know what you did out in the country right. back in the day right. but unfortunately now we've we're abutting country up to urban right and we're noticing some difficulties in animal control enforcement. So we've had some very unfortunate dog attacks that have resulted in very bad situations. Mm -hmm. And so some of the requests that the board wanted to make of the, the General Assembly was to increase the fines and the penalties that may happen if a dog injures or kills another dog. Okay. And so that's the bulk of all of the legislation that would be directly introduced on behalf of the county. Okay. There are a solid two pages of positions that the board has taken that they like particular legislation that's out there already, or they advocate for a particular position, but don't ask for a legislator to pick that thing up. Things, uh, for example, like impact fees. There's a lot of uh, talk this year about whether or not the General Assembly is going to take a look at impact fees, which are pretty limited in Virginia. Uh, we operate on a proffer system, which in and of itself has been very chaotic over the past couple of years. Can you um, explain real quick what an impact fee is and a proffer? In general, an impact fee is something that would be applied to all development. So if if you had an unbuilt subdivided lot, if you had an impact fee that applied in a certain area, you would then pay that impact fee upon certificate of occupancy or a building permit, depends on how it would set up, but okay. it applies more broadly than a proffer. A, okay. a proffer is when a developer or landowner comes in and asks the board to rezone a particular piece of property. And usually that means additional density and in James City County, additional residential density. Okay. And the board would have, at least prior to 2016, asked for proffers. Okay. And so really we're talking money for things. Generally, yes. And uh, what kinds of things? So the, the money proffered for the most part went to schools. Okay. Okay. S schools are our biggest expense and that was the biggest uh, request of the board uh, was for how developers contribute to some of that expense. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, um, so there's impact fees, proffers, uh, hopes that those would change and become more advantageous to localities. I was trying to think of some of the other ones. One of the really important ones to many localities is that current House Bill 1615, which looks to change the primary date from the second to the third Tuesday in June, and that sounds sort of weird, but what was happening is you were having primaries during open school. Oh, okay. And at the end of the school year. Yes. Yeah. And so you had a lot of people coming in to the schools, which was causing some conflict. And I think the schools it, it sort of statewide were saying, we don't want this anymore. Uh -huh. Schools are really important polling places for us. And if we lost that ability, I'm not sure how we'd fill that back right. in. That would be tough. Uh, if you think about it, most of ours are schools and churches. Right. And I don't know that we have enough churches to make up for the schools if we lost them. Okay. So, Localities and general registrars have asked that we change that particular one. 
We were asking for tax equity between cities and counties. That one has been on our books for a very, very long time. Uh, like we talked about at the very beginning, cities often have broader abilities to do things under the Virginia Code than do counties, and one of those is taxation. Okay. Uh, one of the ones that counties bring up every year is the fact that cities may tax cigarettes and counties may not. Oh, okay. Which makes no practical sense. Right. Um, but that's held firm every year. Hmm. Uh, and then we asked for a lot of positions, like adequate funding for public libraries. Please don't uh, push down any new state mandates. So any regulation that would cost the county money that we right. hadn't already thought about. Continued funding of Stormwater Local Assistance Fund. That has really provided the basis of a lot of really great projects in James City County. Mm -hmm. And then Supervisor McGlennon, at his request, we added uh, nonpartisan redistricting. And that was where James City County supports nonpartisan redistricting at the state and local levels. Okay. So that's the bulk of our legislative agenda. So that was developed in October, I think approved by the board in November. Mm -hmm. And then we bring the General Assembly members in at the end of November, mm -hmm. present this to them and say, hey, anybody interested in picking any of this up? Oh, that's right. Because they need there needs to be a champion for one of those items or any of those items, I imagine. That's correct. So we can come up with this list and uh, there it sits yeah. uh, until a General Assembly member picks something up and takes it okay. through the process. Senator Mason and Delegate Mullen have championed our inoperative vehicle legislation over the past couple of years. So I suspect one of them will, will do this one as well. Uh, and I don't know if anybody still early on in the process. So I don't know if anybody's picking up any of the others. Okay. Let me just ask, and you may not even be able to answer this. What has caused the inoperable vehicles to not pass? I don't know. It's been... Um, so one cool thing about the General Assembly last year is mm -hmm. that all of the debates, both in subcommittees, committees, and on the floor are available for viewing. They, okay. they videotape them all. So now okay. you can see and, and get an idea of the debate. Last year, it that particular one passed through the Senate without a whole lot of trouble, and mm -hmm. it, it uh, lost on the House floor on a 51 to 48 vote. Interesting. So it was very, very close. I think the General Assembly doesn't particularly care for what they call Christmas tree bills. Okay. And that's a bill that has, like I said, 20 localities hung on the tree, and I want to be the 21st. They don't care for it. And okay. So some of them said that, and then others said we're concerned that we would apply that to farmland. And we would apply inoperative vehicle uh, legislation to tractors and trailers and everything else that's on farm property. Okay. Definitely not our intent. Right. So we sought to clarify that in this year's. And so part of the ability of putting it in our charter is we can be very specific. Okay. And so we said we won't enforce these regulations on any property larger than two acres. Okay. Which really... I hope clears out the farm issue. Okay. All right. So once one of our legislators decides to champion one of these bills, what happens next? It's a pretty long process. So it'll head in either the House or the Senate, depending on who picked it up. And let's say it, it headed to the Senate. From there, it will be assigned to a particular, sub, a particular committee. So if it's one that deals with localities, it'll typically go to one of the committees on houses, uh, county, cities, and towns. Okay. And so that committee will then typically assign it to a subcommittee. Okay. And so the subcommittee, you're looking at four to six people in that particular meeting, and it's relatively casual. Uh, so I will try to go up there and advocate for it if necessary. The, the bill's champion, whoever decided to take it, will certainly be there. 
a lot of times I like to be there and explain from a, a local level, why did our board ask for this? Okay. If it makes it through subcommittee, then it moves back up to the committee where you talk about it again. Do you go there? I try. Well? Okay. If it makes it out of committee, then it heads to the full body and then they deal with it there. Typically, if you get a unanimous positive vote at a subcommittee, you're looking at a pretty good chance you're going to get a good vote in committee. If you come out of committee with a unanimous vote, you're looking at a pretty good chance of making it through the full body. Okay. Then uh, it'll cross over once done. It'll cross over to the other body and you do the exact same process over there. So it'll go from the committee to subcommittee and then has to go right back up again. And if it fails at any one of those particular steps, it's done for the year. Okay. All right. Now, what would you say, and again, I'm going to just ask off the top of your head, what would you say our success rate is on things that we take to Richmond? Gosh, notwithstanding the uh, inoperative vehicle bill, it's pretty high. Okay. Our legislators are really good about that. They're good about working the different language of the bill so that it will appeal to as many people as possible Mm -hmm. in the General Assembly. So I would say Gosh, we're probably in the 90s, except for this inoperative vehicle. This one's been tricky. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Anything else you'd like to share with us about the exciting world of the county attorney? No, but I can't wait to come back and tell you how well our bills did. Great. Well, we're looking forward to it. Well, before we let you go, you know, I have to ask you a few questions. And you've already done the zombie questions, so it can only go up from there, right? Let's hope. Let's hope. Well, these are actually, we're in December. And so holidays are everywhere. And so I have a couple of holiday questions for you, but they're easy. Okay. Hot cocoa, eggnog, or apple cider? Apple cider. Apple cider. Eggnog is gross. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I agree. I am not an eggnog fan. Favorite holiday movie? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's a good one. Now, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Okay. Did you see this year they were selling Die Hard Blu-rays? With special Christmas covers on them now. I didn't see it. I was unaware that anybody actually bought Blu-rays anymore. Okay, some of us do because sometimes things go off Netflix and whatnot. Netflix is always on. Okay, do not judge me, Adam. All right, and then lastly, coolest gift you have ever given someone besides your presence here on the podcast? Coolest gift? Wow, I hadn't thought about that. Um, I don't know if it's anything I want to say. Oh, Gosh, they're, well, the coolest gifts are always gag gifts, and gag <laughs> gifts are usually inappropriate. So, <laughs> well, that is true. We have to be yeah. careful. I know. I've, I just I can't say it. But when you turn this off, I'll tell you that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Adam, again, thank you so much. See, that was it. That was easy. Excellent. Good. All right. So we will definitely have you back later this winter to talk about how crossover goes. And then again, at the end of the session. Sounds like your bill will be pretty high this year. Yeah, I forgot. Am I being charged by the minute? Absolutely. I'm an attorney. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks again, Adam. Thank you. All right. That wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe to our podcast. That way you'll be sure to not miss an episode. You can also go to our website, which is jamescitycountyva.gov forward slash podcast. And while there, you'll be able to see all of our episodes And there's a form where you can let us know what you think. We love feedback, so please take a moment to complete that. And we will talk with you next week.